What's up everyone how's everybody doing doing uh, how's everybody doing uh, let me know in the comments who you are where you're tuning in from feel free to say hi and uh i'm gonna get this uh, this session started shortly so shout out to everyone on linkedin on youtube facebook tuning in uh to my customers who are on my program applying to jobs online 101 shout out to everyone over there as well tuning in from the facebook group uh, feel free to introduce yourself in the comments folks don't be shy uh, those of you tuning in for the first time if you're one of my connections or you recently started following me, welcome, and thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, great to have you in my network. And as someone, uh, you know, looking to, uh, you know, get get tips, advice, strategies to help you out in your job search, right? That's that's my intention on doing my live stream. So every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern time zone, I go live right here. Again, on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, uh, as well as, uh, oh, what's the other one? Twitter, Twitter. Yeah. Paris. So Periscope is being phased out. So it's going to be on Twitter. So I'm, I'm live on Twitter right now as well. So shout out to all my, my tweeters out there. Uh, we got Mohib in the house. Mohib says uh, I'm superb. So, Hey, good to hear that Mohib. Good to hear you're doing well. And, uh, yeah, I'm doing great as well. Mohib. Thanks so much for asking. Uh, you know, the weather is getting much better here in Toronto. So, you know, you're, well, I'm seeing some sunlight, more sunlight these days and uh, spring is around the corner so so you know I'm, I'm i'm more of a summer spring kind of a person so i'm looking forward to that but good to have you here mohib so today's uh today's topic folks i'm going to be talking about salary and rate negotiations right I'm, I'm going to be speaking about tips to help all of you good folks out there with your salary and rate negotiations now this is uh when you're basically in a uh you know at the offer stage of your your interviews right so you you you've gone through the entire interview process and you're looking, uh, you're at the offer stage part, right? And, and and you've already presented what you're looking for earlier on in the process. They know what you're looking for, but they come back with something lower than what you were asking for, right? So so that's the situation we're going to be dealing with today. I'm going to show you step by step. My process, my, my thought process, how I deal with this or how I used to deal with this when I was in recruitment. Um, so, you know, be prepared to take notes. It's going to be a, a very informative session uh, and feel free to, you know, keep sharing your thoughts in your and your comments and your questions as we go along the process, uh, as I go through uh, today's, uh, you know, uh, uh, topic. And I will uh, do my best to answer your question as soon as possible. We got Koshiki in the house. Koshiki, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Good to have you. Good morning to you as well. We got uh, my friend Asad in the house. Uh, hi, uh, good morning. I'm new here. Oh, great. Awesome. Great to have you here, Asad. Hope you get a lot of great value out of this. Uh, and again, for those of you tuning in for the first time, I'm live every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. 
So make sure you mark your calendars, right? So 11 a.m. Eastern time zone, uh, that's the time zone here in Toronto. So uh, make sure you check, you mark your calendars and remind yourself, hey, Dean's live Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone, right? So uh, before I get into to what I wanted to sp speak about today, folks, just to give you some background on, on you know, the, the background on, on of, you know, where I'm getting these tips that I'm sharing with you today. So my tips, my advice, my strategies, primarily based around my experience working as a recruiter in the staffing industry for about eight plus years. I worked at small sized organized, small sized staffing agencies, large sized staffing agencies. I recruited for, for organizations in various industries, <clears throat> you know, tech, uh, retail, e-commerce, government, banking, finance, insurance, uh, dealt with a variety of different, uh, um, you know, decision makers and stakeholders in the recruitment process, such as, uh, you know, HR personnel, corporate recruiters, uh, directors, managers, VPs, uh, senior level executives, C-level executives, business owners, entrepreneurs. So, uh, and the reason why I'm mentioning this folks is because any of the advice that I'm going to be sharing with you is based on my own experiences being in these negotiations and, and, and so many recruitment cycles over the years. All right. So this is not just me. So I'm not some random guy pulling out advice, uh, you know, left and right, or, or, you know, because of some video I watched on YouTube, right. This is based on my own personal experiences. So uh, again, any questions you have along the way, feel free to put in the comments. Uh, we got my friend Gaurav in the house. Gaurav, always good to have you here. Uh, Gaurav says, good morning to everyone. Hey, uh, good morning to you as well, Gaurav. Uh, nice to have you here. Uh, Saj says, sure. Awesome. Mohib says, uh, sir, is there any way a fresher can get a great salary without much experience? I have heard about it being true. So Mohib, hold that thought. I'm going to get to your question shortly. We got uh, Elham in the house. Elham, always good to have you here. Thanks so much for tuning in. All right. So let's get into today's, uh, today's thing. Now, the reason why I was kind of inspired to speak about this topic is uh, someone actually messaged me recently, right? And they were like, Dean, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm in an interview process. It's with a company I really like. I let them know up front that I'm looking for 100K. And, uh, you know, they just came back to me with uh, an offer of 95K, right? Now, typically, you know, and I'm not saying all of you are experiencing this, but this might be a typical situation you'll experience as a job seeker, right? So this, this is what inspired me to speak on this for today's topic. And I, and I just wanted to share with you um, how I myself used to deal with this, at, you know, working in the staffing industry as a recruiter when I was representing, you know, fantastic people, fantastic, talented candidates that I was presenting to uh, various clients. And, you know, this, this might be a typical situation, uh, especially during my time when I was working uh, what's called a 360 desk. So a 360 desk in, in staffing means you're, you're doing recruitment, right? You're speaking to candidates. But you're also doing the business development, the account management stuff as well. Like you're interacting directly with hiring teams. So I used to sometimes come across these situations, right, where I present a candidate. I, I let them let the client know upfront what the salary was. Yeah, my candidate's looking for this specific amount. And then later at the offer stage, they're trying to offer something lower than what, what the candidate was asking for. Right. So uh, be prepared to take notes and uh, feel free to ask any questions you have as we're going along. Put it in the comments. I'll get to your question shortly. All right. So first thing now, before I get into the step by step, you know how I would suggest you deal with these salary negotiations. Before we get to that, there are two folks, two important preconditions. OK, these are preconditions. If you're taking notes, you actually want to write this down. These are my preconditions. Write that down if you're taking notes. Right. Preconditions and assumptions. I want all of you to be making before you even get into the salary negotiations, the counter negotiation, the counter offer, whatever you want to call it. Right. So these are preconditions and assumptions that I, Dean, OK, your boy Dean goes in with before I even get into the negotiations with the hiring team. So precondition or, or, or condition number or assumption number one that I always make 
and that is, this is the most important one is the organization is interested in the candidate. All right. This is the, this is the number one assumption I always make before I even get into the negotiation. All right. So no matter how, you know, low the offer is or how, how, how much of a disconnect there is. Okay. I don't want you freaking out and panicking about that. Uh, you know, at this point, first assumption we're going to be making folks is there is an interest in you. All right. They are interested in you, despite the fact that the offer is a little lower than what you were looking for maybe even significantly lower. Okay. I don't want you thinking about that stuff right now. Okay. So assumption number one is, uh, the organization does have an interest in you. Otherwise they would not have put an offer on the table. All right. So that's assumption number one, you got to make before you even get into the negotiations. Uh, I have my friend Sneha here. Sneha, good to have you here. Thanks so much for tuning in. So that is assumption number one, folks. Assumption number one is the organization does have an interest in me and that's why they've put an offer on the table. So that's assumption number one, precondition number one. Assumption number two is my, I, and, and this is, this is, you know, more so a, a mental mindset kind of a thing, right? So, so, you know, when I was working at 360 desk, whenever I got pushback from clients saying, Hey, this, this salary is too high, or, you know, we're, we're offering something lower. Number two is this is the, always the mental mindset. I go, the mindset I go in with is money is not really the, the real issue. I always make this assumption folks. All right. So maybe this might not make sense to some of you, but you need to go in with this attitude and in this, with this mindset, if you're at the offer stage, you already presented what you're looking for upfront and you're at the offer stage and they're, uh, they're offering you something lower than what you asked for. You need to go in with this second assumption, this second precondition, which is money is not the real issue, right? There, there's some other issue. And this is based on my experiences, uh, uh, you know, being in these negotiations over, over, you know, with so many various, uh, you know, hiring teams and so many different types of organizations. Right. So the second assumption I'm making is, yeah, I mean, the client, the, the hiring manager is saying, yeah, you know, the, our offer is, you know, whatever it's lower than what you're asking for. This is our offer. But the second assumption is folks. All right. I always assume Dean, Dean always assumes, okay. Uh, what, whatever the hiring team says about salaries too high and blah, blah, blah. Outwardly, I'm going to be, you know, professional about it. I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah, I understand all that stuff. But inside, in, in my head, inside Dean's head, Dean is like, yeah, money's not the issue. So that's the second assumption you have to go in with before you even get into the negotiations. And I'm going to get into that and make sense of that shortly as we get into the step-by-step -step process. All right. But these are the two preconditions and two assumptions you have to go in with even before you get into the negotiations. Right. So uh, assumption number one is there is an interest in you, despite how low the, the offer might be despite how much the disconnect might be always going in with that assumption, with that knowledge that there is interest in you. All right. Otherwise they would not have put an offer on the table. So you need to go in with that assumption. Assumption number one is that assumption number two is always assume money is not the real issue that there's some other issue that they have. Right. And this issue could be related to your background, their confidence in you in your ability to, to get done what needs to be done in this project. Uh, or some, some, there's always some other issue folks. Like, and this is based on my experience working as a recruiter again. Uh, and when I've been, in, been working in those, uh, roles where I was directly in contact with the hiring team, it's all, that's always usually been the case, right? Money is never really the core issue. So always go in with that second assumption, right? I see some more comments over here. Uh, Gaurav, I see your question. I'm going to get to your question shortly. Uh, Mohammed says, Hey Dean, good morning. Yet another key topic to have a discussion on. Keep it up. Hey, I appreciate that. Mohammed. hope, hope, uh, this is a valuable topic as well. Uh, Clyden says, hi, good morning, Dean, everyone. Hey, Clyden, good to have you here. Uh, uh, Clyden, Clyden was, uh, was joining in yesterday as well. So good to have you here, Clyden. Uh, always great to see you in the comments. 
so, all right. So, so what do we have so far? We have the two assumptions, right? Now let's get into the negotiations, right? So now let's get into the step-by-step -step process and how I want you to handle these negotiations, right? So step number one, folks. All right. Step number one is the, the if you want to do the negotiation thing, you want to do a counteroffer, you want to push for what you want. This is a conversation that needs to take place, not over email. This is not an email conversation. You have to uh, have this conversation over the phone, uh, over video chat. Okay, video call, maybe Zoom or, or uh, WebEx or, or whatever platform it is. Or if in your location, you know everything's back to like physical, uh, you know, office locations and stuff like that, and there's no pandemic restrictions maybe you're you're back to you know being able to physically visit then you want to aim for even maybe an in-person uh, visit and, and actually have a conversation face to face all right so that's rule that's step number one all right i know some of you are tempted to you know do your negotiations through email email is not the place to conduct your negotiations email is not a place to have conversations folks all right the purpose of email is to maybe coordinate on little things here and there right that's completely fine little details here and there you want to confirm uh, it's for also, uh, you know, uh, scheduling a, a further conversation over the phone, video call, or in person. All right. So that's step number one. Is this is not an email conversation? All right. Don't don't shy away from this. All right. This is not an email conversation. You want to counter offer. You want to you know negotiate on this. It has to take place over the phone, in person, or on video chat. Right. Because most of us are, are in lockdown, or you know, there's certain restrictions. You can't meet in person. Uh, on office locations, so it needs to take place in that case on video video chat, right, or, or video call. Now, the other thing in, in regards to this is as much as possible, and, and this might not always be possible, folks, but as much as possible, you want to try and make sure that your the, the, the conversation, that the negotiation conversation is going to be with the hiring manager, right, because we want to as much as possible be in communication with the person making the actual decision, uh, the, because they have the ability and the power to, to you know, uh, make the decision, right, ultimately, like in terms of whether, you know, they want to go with your counteroffer or what you're suggesting and, and all that stuff. So as much as possible, you want to you want to try and make make the conversation occur between yourself and the hiring manager directly. All right. Now, if you're being represented by an agency, that does not mean you bypass the agency and go directly and contact the hiring manager. It means you want to let your agency contact know. Hey, I, I just want to clear up some things, and, and, I, and I would appreciate if you can set up a further conversation, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Staffing Agency Recruiter, with the client directly, between myself and the client. If you want to be present, that's fine, but uh, I, I need to clear up some things directly with the client, and if you can set that up, that would be great. Now, not all agencies are going to be okay with that. Maybe they might not do that, but that's how you want to treat that, right? Yeah, that's how you want to go ahead with that. Now, if it's a corporate recruiter, same thing. Uh, you might want to have a, have a chat with the corporate recruiter. Uh, or the hiring manager, uh, sorry, the, the corporate recruiter, and, and see if it's possible for them to set up a conversation where the three of you can can be in a meeting, right? A Zoom meeting or a phone call or whatever the case is, right? So that way, uh, you know, the hiring manager is present because they're the ultimate decision makers ultimately. And especially for the remainder of my strategy, it's going to be more effective if the, if the hiring manager is present, right? So that's step number one. No email conversations. You got to be dealing with actual hiring managers, if at all possible. If your point of contact is a recruiter, whether staffing agency or corporate, inquire from the recruiter if it's possible for the hiring manager to be involved in the discussion, all right? So that's step number one. Now, step number two is, uh, uh, well, I, sh I actually put up, should have made step number two, uh, step number one, actually, all right? Because this is very important. Uh, step number two is acknowledge the offer. Always, always, folks, always acknowledge the offer. Uh, it doesn't matter how low it is. It doesn't matter how disappointed you are. Uh, this is such a simple thing that makes the negotiations much more easier, much more simpler. Uh, simply by, by showing that you acknowledge the offer, right? And this could be as simple as thank you for the offer or, hey, I appreciate the offer. 
thanks for getting back to me. Appreciate the offer. Thanks for the offer. As simple as that. Simply acknowledge the offer. That's the first step in the negotiation. So I should have actually put this as step number one. Uh, so again, acknowledge the offer, folks. That's 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 the next step, right? Now, step number three is before getting into negotiation. So this is the point at which all of you folks are going right into you know the counter offer and then trying to negotiate something else and all that stuff, right? A lot. This is what a lot of you are doing at this point, right? You're saying, oh well, you know, I'm, I'm actually looking for 100k or whatever it is you're asking for. Uh, you know, this amount doesn't matter to me. I'm, I'm getting competing offers from here and there and all that stuff. Uh, you don't, you don't, you don't want to do that just yet, folks. All right. And the reason for this is, you first need to clarify and confirm whether money is is even an issue, right? Uh, remember what I said, going back to the precondition, right? The assumption before going into the negotiation. Assumption number two: always assume money is not the key issue. Money is not the real issue. Uh, so this is where you want to clarify and identify other issues, right? Other issues, other concerns that are holding them back from 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 giving you what you're asking for. So step number three is you got to identify those other other issues or concerns. So this is where you got to do some probing and investigating, right? You got to find out or you even got to think like maybe you already know what that issue might be, right? So you might want to think back to your interviews, right? Your your interviews so far, maybe you remember, hey, uh, they're looking for someone with XYZ and I told them that I don't have strong experience with XYZ. Could that be the issue? Why? Could that be the real core reason why they're offering something lower? And maybe you want to bring that up, right? So you might say, hey, uh, Mr. And Mrs. Hiring Manager, so, you know, uh, appreciate the offer and all that. Uh, and I just want to make sure before we go any further, I just want to make sure, you know, aside from salary, do you have any other issues, concerns or reservations about my ability to to get what needs to be done in this position? Right. And uh, and they might say, no, 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 nothing like that. But then you, you still want to clarify. You still want to probe. So maybe you want to bring up something that you think might be the concern. Right. So you might say, uh, OK, fair enough, Mr. And Mrs. Hiring Manager or Mr. And Mrs. Recruiter. Uh, I know that earlier on when we were speaking, you discussed, you know, X, Y, Z being an area of importance for the person that you want in this position. And I know that my experience in that area is a little, you know, kind of weak or maybe not as much as you wanted. Is that the issue here? Do you have a concern about my my ability to pick up on X, Y, Z uh, in order to, you know, properly function in this role or get get done what needs to be done? Right. So this is an example of how you would clarify what might be potential issues, right? So I just gave you a quick example there, but basically at this point of the, of the negotiation, folks, you're simply clarifying uh, issues outside of money and, and salary and rate and all that stuff. You want to clarify, uh, you know, any other potential core issues, because if the core issue is not addressed, the, the money aspect is not really going to matter. They're always going to have that concern. And that's going to keep them from, uh, uh, you know, being willing to offer what exactly you're looking for. All right, so you need to clarify again before we get into the counter offer and what you're looking for and pushing for what you want. You want to clarify, hey, what issues outside of, of salary and rate are the real concern here? What's the real concern here? Because if you can identify what the real concern is and if you can address it, then you're you're more likely to then you know go back into uh, reiterating what you want and, and push for what you want, which is the 100K or whatever it is you're asking for. And they'll be okay with that because you've addressed the real core concern, the core issue, right? Uh, so if you're able to do that, if you're able to address that, right? So so going back to my example, so you said, yeah, uh, you know, you said, yeah. So you know, X Y Z, uh, you know, was that the issue? And and then the hiring manager might say, yeah, actually, you know, we did have a bit of a concern there, uh, because we know that you don't have that ex exact experience, and uh, you know, you'll need some ramp up time to build to uh, to do that, and we might have to train you on that, and blah blah blah. Uh, so that's why we're offering you something uh, that's lower. So good news is now you've you've uncovered the core issue, right? The key issue. Now your task, if at all, if at all possible, is to address that issue, uh, so you can justify. Go back, and we're gonna get to that in the next part. But uh, so you can justify 
and, and ask again for what you're really asking for, right? So after you identify the core issue, now you got to address it, right? So you might say, okay, well, well, you know, appreciate you sharing that with me, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hiring Manager. Well, this is what I can do to address, you know, this area of concern, whatever that is, right? So, so you folks have to now think about how you're going to address that area uh, and then assure them, reassure them as to how that's not going to be an issue for you to perform uh, what needs to be done in the job, in the role, for the project, whatever it is. Right. So this is where you might say, yeah, so, so yeah, uh, uh, you know, Mr. And Mrs. Hiring Manager, yeah, I don't have experience with XYZ, but such and such and such and such is are, are, are you know, reasons why this is not going to affect my ability to perform in the job and get you the results that you need out of this project or, or as a result of me being involved in this project. So you had to basically reassure and lift those concerns uh, regarding whatever those areas that are lacking and show them why you're still able to get the outcome that they're looking for. Right, and get them the, the the you know the end result that they're looking for, and and your lack of uh, you know experience in some area, whatever it is, is not going to affect that, right? And then after you you reassure them of that, that's when you go in and, and ask again for what you're looking for, which is the hundred k, right? So then you might go in and say, uh, so Mr. And Mrs. Hiring Manager, uh, given the fact that you know I've, I've addressed your concerns about that, and and you know given the fact that I I am in fact able to deliver on what you're looking for in this project. Uh, uh, you know, do you have any other issues or concerns or reservations about my ability to move ahead with this position and, and get the job done for you? And if they say, no, 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 absolutely not. That was the only concern we had. Then you say, okay, great. Excellent. Uh, Mr. And Mrs. Hiring Manager. So I'd like to move forward with my asking salary of a hundred K a hundred thousand dollars per year. Uh, given the fact that I've addressed your concerns and, and I, and I see that you're confident that I have the ability to get what, get done, what needs to be done for this position. All right. So that's how you would handle that right now. Uh, now let's say, uh, you know, let's say that you know you go go beyond that that point of, of the uh, of the of the conversation, right? Now the next step is, uh, and let's say they say, you know, yeah, you know, we do understand that, but we still feel like you know this is still uh, the amount that we can offer, right? So so now you've addressed their concerns, you've re reassured them, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we have no other concerns. We know you're gonna do great, but this is still our budget. Ninety-five k is our budget. You still don't want to give up, folks. All right. So now at this point of the process, what I what I would do is, and, and this is again based on my own experiences, is now I want to have them reiterate why they want to put an offer on you in the first place, right? And the reason why you want to do this is you want to get them thinking about it and talking out loud and 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 you know, selling themselves on why they want to present an offer to you in the first place. So at this point, you might say, Hey, no worries, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hiring Manager. I totally understand. I understand that that's your budget. But let me ask you, uh, Mr. And Mrs. Hiring Manager, out, out of curiosity, what made you want to put an offer on the table for me? Like, why did you consider me to be your top candidate uh, for this position? And you want to get them talking about that, folks, right? Because you need them to now now explain to you, right? And 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 it's more, it's not just for you, but also for themselves, right? So they're reminding themselves of why they want to put an offer on the table in the first place, right? And 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 this is going to give you the material as to why they want to get you on in the first place and what they hope to achieve. As a result of having you uh, in this uh, in this company or for this project or whatever the situation is, so you want to have them reinstate in their own words out loud why they want they wanted to, to present an offer in the first place. So they might say, "Oh well, well, Dean, you know the, the re well, uh, you know the reason why we we felt that you were the top candidate is because of such and such and such uh, that you have in your in your experience, and we really need that uh, for this project because we need someone who's really good in those areas." Right. Then. So then then the next step is, you, you know, acknowledge that. OK, great. Excellent. Uh, so, you know, given that Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Hiring Manager, and then you want to get into the next step. Right. Which is you want to now redirect the conversation into 
the ultimate outcome, right? Which is every company by hiring someone is looking for some kind of an ROI return on an investment or in some, uh, you know, or, or in order to resolve some cost issues they're having right now with whatever problem they're experiencing. All right. So, so you gotta, you gotta re be able to redirect the conversation at this point, folks. Right. So, so, so you let them, you know, they let you know why they wanted to present the offer for you. They, they let you know why they feel you're the top candidate and Hey, yeah, that, that's that, this is the point at which you say, okay, great, great. Mr. And Mrs. Hiring manager, appreciate that. Uh, and, and what is the outcome that you're looking for me to achieve as a result of getting me on for this project? Because clearly you feel that I'm the top candidate for this position. What is the outcome that you're expecting as a result of, of having me on this project? Or what is the ROI you're looking to achieve by hiring me and investing in me for this project? Right now, already I know some of you think, oh, oh my God, Dean, you know, these are some really tough questions. Hey, folks, if you're not willing to ask the tough questions, you know, you're not going to be getting what you want, right? This is part of being, uh, you know, a good negotiator. You have to be willing to ask tough questions, right? Now, some of you outside of North America, you might be like, oh, yeah, Dean, well, maybe that works in Canada and America. But in my country, if you do that, it's considered unprofessional and impolite. And yeah, maybe that's the case, right? Maybe that's the case in your country. So you got to adapt, you know, what I'm saying to your local customs and culture and how are you, however you do these things in, in your, your part of the world, right? Maybe you have to say it in a different way. Maybe you got to, you know, communicate in a different way. But however it is, like this same logic is going to work because companies hire for one reason and one reason only, folks. They invest money in someone to be brought in and get and, and help them achieve some kind of a business outcome. This is the fundamental, no matter what part of the world you're in, whether you're in Canada, America, Indonesia, Micronesia, uh, Yugoslavia, like wherever you are, if, if a business is hiring and looking to invest in bringing someone, uh, you know, onto their company, it's in order, in order for them to achieve some kind of a business outcome, some kind of a ROI. All right. So you got to be able to ask these tough questions. All right. Uh, one of the best, uh, uh, you know, sayings I, uh, and well, let me get to that later. Let me, let me finish off my, my, my thought process here. Right. So again, you want to have them reiterate why they wanted to, uh, you know, bring you on for the role. And the, and the next step is number five is you want to redirect to the ROI or the cost of them not getting the person that they need onto the project. Right. So then, uh, you know, they've said, okay, yeah, this is why we want you on the, uh, on the project. This is why you're the top candidate. Okay. Great. Mr. And Mrs. Hiring manager. Uh, now, given the fact that you feel I'm the best person suited for this position, what would it cost you, Mrs. and Mrs. Hiring Manager, not having the right person for this uh, position or for this role? Or if you don't want to talk about cost, you can talk about great. So uh, if I was to come on this project and, and, and you know, uh, perform X, Y, Z or whatever you needed done, what would be, you know, what would be the ROI that you'd be looking for as a result of hiring me for this position? So then they might say as well, you know, the customer would be happy. We'll be able to, uh, you know, re- uh, what's, what's the term, uh, uh, you know, renew the contract with the client, which is worth like, you know, $5 million or something like that. Right. So you want to put their, put their focus on the ROI uh, or on what the, what this, uh, this project is costing them, not having the right person in the seat, right? Because you want them focused on the bigger numbers so that you can justify, you know, the little, the little difference that you're asking for, right? Which is, I mean, if there's a $5,000 difference folks in terms of what you're asking for and what the company is is looking uh, looking to offer i mean that's like throwing a throwing a brick into the grand canyon right 5k like if it's a big even if it's a small small size company right because you want that they're they're looking to achieve some kind of an outcome right an roi or or they're looking to reduce costs from a current problem so put the focus on the costs or put the focus on the roi and then we come to the final step right which is close them on what you're asking for, close them on what you're asking for, 
because when you when you put the focus on the ROI or you put the focus on on what is costing them not having the right person, it's going to be easy for you to go back in there and again ask for what you're looking for, which is the 100k, which is only a 5k difference compared to you know this huge ROI that they're looking to to achieve as a result of getting you or as a result of you coming in and 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 you know reducing the cost of of whatever this problem or whatever these pain points are costing you right now uh not having you in the seat not having you on the project all right so again folks a uh, key thing here is you got to be willing to ask the tough questions right you got to be willing to ask tough questions yes i know some of these questions might make some of you feel uncomfortable asking these but look one of the greatest quotes i heard and, and it's from a guy that i follow called called uh, grant cardone because uh, you know i'm in sales you know and, and he, he provides a lot of sales training stuff and, and that's the guy i follow and something something that he said that that always caught my attention and that that really stood out to me he said you do not get what you deserve in life you get what you can negotiate all right that's a very important thing for all of you folks to remember if you're thinking that these questions are really hard you're like oh my god dean these are really you know awkward questions like they're really tough questions i can't ask them always remember that folks write down that quote right in life you do not you do not get what you deserve you you get what you can negotiate so if your negotiation skills are not on point if you're not able to ask these tough questions and guide the customer the client the employer through through justifying what you're asking for and be able to justify what you're asking for but with all the talent the skills the ability the knowledge the expertise the experience you bring to the table if you're not, you're not able to do that then you're not going to get what you what you want right and that does not make the company bad by the way hey uh, folks you need to stop looking at the companies as employers and start looking at them as buyers because that's what they are they're buying your skills they're buying your knowledge they're buying your expertise in order to achieve whatever business outcomes they want to achieve right so as a buyer they're going to look for the best deal right so don't take it personally if you say you're looking for 100k and they come back with 95k don't be like don't act like a 5 year old and throw your hands up in the air and say oh yeah well well you know that's not what i want so you know maybe this is not the right company and i'm going to move on to something else i mean yeah maybe you can do that and and maybe if you have multiple offers on the table and you you know you have other companies willing to offer you more hey maybe you can do that feel feel free to do that right but the point here is folks don't take it personal if they come back with a lower offer right they are a buyer right the organization is a buyer the hiring manager's boss probably told them hey i want you to get the best possible deal uh for the right person for this role for this position right and that's the reality folks right and no hiring manager out there is going to publicly uh you know write about this on linkedin because it's just not it'll come across as unprofessional and nobody wants to talk about this right but i'm telling you this is this this is how you need to start looking at employers they are buyers. They want to get the best deal. Think of yourself as a buyer, right? You're out shopping. You're you're out, you know, buying a new car. Uh, you yourself negotiate on on you know if you're leasing or buying a vehicle or even if it's a used vehicle, right? Chances are you're probably negotiating. Negotiating, right? Is it because you don't respect the salesperson? Is it because uh, you think the car is crap? No, you just want to. You're just trying to get the best deal for the best investment, right? Uh, and that's what the employers are doing out there and this is why you folks need to sharpen your negotiating abilities so again don't take it personally if they come back with something that's lower than what you asked for right it just means you have to step up your negotiating ability all right so again i'm going to go go over these steps again again and then i'm going to get to the questions and feel free to put any questions you have folks in the comments all right uh but again step number 1 well precondition assumption number 1 is assumption assumption number 1 before you get into the negotiation always assume uh, and always understand that hey yeah the the offer is lower but they have an interest in me otherwise they would not have put an offer on the table so that's assumption number 1 before the negotiation assumption number 2 is 
money is usually not the real issue, that there's some other issue, concern, underlying issue and concern, uh, either in, re in regards to yourself or either in, in regards to your ability to, to achieve whatever outcomes they're looking to achieve, and which you have to address during the negotiations, right? So that's the, the two assumptions. Now, steps to handle. Step number one, always have the conversation over the phone, on video call, or in person. This is not an email. There's no such thing as an email negotiation, all right? Uh, I remember one, this one time I was, I was dealing with a, uh, with a hiring manager who refused to get on a phone call with me. Right. And they were trying to negotiate the terms of, of how much I wanted to charge them for my services. Right. And this was, this was uh, at a previous staffing agency I was at and they refused to get on the phone. They kept on trying to, you know, do the negotiations over email. And I remember at one time I was, I was attending some conference. Right. So, so I just kind of put it in there and, I, and, 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 you know, the, the hiring manager was like, Oh, that's great. Okay. Well, you know, what kind of a conference is it and whatnot I happened? I happened to mention it in the email. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just at a conference. Uh, I'm at a sales conference where, uh, you know, they're teaching how to how to negotiate deals over email. And hopefully that'll that'll get me a lot of luck with you, uh, Mr. Mrs. Hiring Manager. I, kept it, I, I said it in a humorous and kind of a sarcastic way, but the hiring manager kind of took the hint and they're like, OK, OK, you know what, Dean? Fine, fine. You know, I, I, let's get on a phone call. Let's talk about this, uh, you know, further. Right. Anyway, just a little story there. But the fact is, folks, you do not want to negotiate over email. Negotiations should not take place over email. And it has to happen over the phone, on video, or in person, all right? Now, uh, and the other thing is, in regards to this, is as much as possible, always have the hiring manager involved in the conversation, all right? This goes if your, your point of contact is a recruiter, if your point of contact is a staffing agency. Maybe this might not be possible. You might only have to be able to, uh, only be able to deal with them or the HR manager. But always see if you can ask and, and just ask them, hey, I totally get that, uh, you know, Mr. And Mrs. Recruiter or Mr. And Mrs. Hiring Man uh, HR Manager. Uh, but I was wondering if it's possible for the hiring manager to be involved as well, because I had some things I wanted to clarify about the role and, and the project as well. Right. So see if you can get that, uh, you know, if not, still continue with the negotiation. But you should always try and make sure the hiring manager is involved in the conversation. Right. Uh, other thing is next thing is you want to acknowledge the offer. So this step actually should have been step one, but you want to acknowledge the offer, no matter how unhappy you are with the offer, you feel like it's unfair. It's a stupid offer. It's extremely low, whatever it is, always acknowledge the offer because it puts you in a better position to negotiate because you're, you're maintaining the rapport, right? The positive rapport you have with the company, with the recruiter, with the organization. So always acknowledge the offer again, as simple as thank you for the offer or appreciate the offer. Simple as that. That's it. Right now, next step is you want to identify other issues or concerns aside from salary or rate that you want to address first and foremost, right? So this is where you got to be like, hey, you know, aside from money, aside from salary, aside from the rate, I totally understand that, uh, you know, what I'm asking for is higher. Uh, but aside from that, what, are, what other issues, concerns, or reservations do you have about my ability to, to be brought on and, and get what you need to be accomplished on this project, right? And if they don't say anything, then maybe you want to you want to go back to your, your, you know, think back to your previous meetings with them, folks, and even bring up what you think might be the issue. Right. So you might say, uh, OK, fair enough, Mr. and Mrs. Hiring Manager. Uh, but, you know, going back to our conversation from before, I feel like X, Y, Z might be the issue. You might be concerned about that. And my inability to to perform, you know, X, Y, Z. Is that the, is that the is that an underlying concern here? Right. So so you want to bring up that. And by the way, just to give you a quick example, folks, right? And this is this is, again, based on a negotiation I was I was uh, I was in with a with a with an entrepreneur, actually. So I was working. Uh, it was it was it was at you know one of the previous staffing agencies I was working at. And, and my point of contact was the business owner for this little uh, I guess they were in uh, what was it a grain 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 manufacturing, I think, or something like that. Super, super intelligent, super cool guy. I mean, started the business from scratch and just, you know, rocketing up there. Right. 
and 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 this this uh, this business owner, he was trying to negotiate lower on on my my agency fee, right? The staffing agency fee, and negotiate lower on on the asking salary of the the, the candidate that they wanted to hire. Uh, sorry, the, the 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 budget that they wanted to set aside for the uh, you know the, the the ideal candidate. And and you know as I was going and and I, and I always went in with that assumption, right? Money's not the real issue here, right? What is the real issue? So as I was probing and investigating and asking, and you know, and I literally asked him, hey, hey, uh, I'm I'm just gonna call him Bob, right? That's not his real name, but hey, Bob, uh, you know, aside from the rate, aside from the rate that I'm, uh, you know, that I'm offering my services for, what other issues or concerns have you, uh, you know, do you have about my ability to get you the candidate that you're looking for? Right. And then uh, and then, you know, this uh, this person, you know, gave a whole bunch of things and stuff like that. And then I started probing further. Right. And I'm like, OK, uh, are you currently working with any other agencies? And, and Bob was like, yeah, 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 I am. OK, what has your experience been like with those other agencies? And he's like, oh, it's terrible. You know, these agencies, they don't they don't know what they're they don't know what what I'm looking for. They keep presenting me with the wrong people. They have no idea what they're doing. And, uh, you know, it's just like, you know, they're not presenting anywhere near the kind of people that, that we're looking for for this position. Boom. So I, right there, I uncovered what the un underlying issue is, folks, right? The underlying issue was not the money, not the rate that I was asking for. The underlying issue was this guy was dealing with, with so many agencies that were incompetent. They were not presenting him with the right people that he, he had a lack of confidence in, in staffing agencies. And, and he was therefore lacking in confidence uh, in terms of whether I would be able to uh, you know, present him with the right people or am I going to waste his time like the other agencies did? So right there, I was able to, you know, address that concern. So I addressed that concern. And guess what? He had no further issue with my rate, right? So, so I, 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 I provided my services at the rate that, that, that I was initially asking for. And it's the same thing with, with the salary negotiations and stuff like that, right? So, so later on with the same person, right? Uh, so, so the person, uh, you know, his budget was, he was offering $80,000, $80, if I remember this right, $80,000 for a, 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 like a senior systems admin or something like that. That was his budget, right? And I presented a candidate who was looking for $100,000, right? There was a senior level candidate. He was looking for $100,000. And anyway, we come to the, the offer negotiation stage. And he's like, look, Dean, I like this person. I like this person, uh, you know, for this role. He's perfect. We really want to get him on. But, you know, uh, $100,000 is just too much. Like $80,000 is my budget. So what I did is I followed these exact steps, right? So step number one is I acknowledged the offer. I said, hey, no problem, Bob. Totally understand that. I know uh, I know you did provide me with your budget up front. You told me 80K is, the, is you know, your budget. And I appreciate you presenting this offer uh, for my candidate. And, you know, I definitely presented it to uh, my candidate and they were very appreciative of it. And uh, they wanted me to let you know as well, uh, you know, to say thank you for the offer. And they're definitely, definitely very much interested in your organization. Uh, now, that being said, Bob, you know, based on uh, so-and-so's skills and experience and knowledge and expertise, uh, his market rate and his value and, and what he can get in any other organization is at least $100,000 per year. And that is what they're looking for. Although they are very much eager, very excited to work for you and your company because of reasons X, Y, Z. And then I explain those reasons, right? And uh, the issue, the, the issue, Bob, is that, you know, the 80K is just not going to, it's not going to make sense for him to, you know, be able to do that. So aside from, you know, the rates and, you know, your budget and all that stuff, Bob, do you have any doubts, concerns, or reservations about my candidate's ability to, to get accomplished what you need accomplished at your organization right now. And then Bob said, no. And then I further probed, investigated. I was like, okay, and then is it this, is it this, is it this? And Bob said, no, 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 not, none of that, nothing like that. I said, okay. So what I did is I, I go to the next step, right? I have them reiterate why they presented an offer in the first place. So I then said, okay, fair enough, Bob, you have no issues with, uh, with John. Let's call him John, right? This is admin. Uh, uh, you have no issues with John clearly. 
Well, let me ask you this, Bob. Why did you want to present an offer for uh, for John in the first place? Why did you feel like John is the best candidate out of all the people I presented? Why did you feel that he was the best candidate? And then Bob's and then Bob said, well, it's because of, you know, blah, 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 such and such. And, you know, this is why we felt that he's the best person. And, you know, we feel like he's going to be a great cultural fit, you know, and we feel like he's very likable. We're going to be able to, uh, you know, do the do the company event stuff with him. He, he's just going to fit really well into the culture. Right. So then that, that was the next thing. Right. Next. Now, the next thing is step number five of the negotiation. Remember what I said, redirect to ROI or cost. Now, in this negotiation, I decided to redirect to the ROI. All right. Uh, 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 well, not the ROI, sorry. Yeah, the, well, kind of the ROI, but kind of the cost as well. And, and what I said, what I told Bob is, all right, look, Bob, uh, you know, how, how long do you assume, Bob, that, that John is going to stay at this company? Like, like, what is the ideal number of years you're willing to invest in Bob to stay on with this company? Well, he said, he said, well, you know, I'd like him to stay for at least, you know, five years, right? Uh, I definitely want him to stay for at least five years, uh, you know, for this uh, particular position. And, uh, you know, because he's so great and, you know, we really feel like he's going to accomplish uh, what we need someone to accomplish in this position. Right. So so I said, OK, fair enough, Bob. So, Bob, this is not an eighty thousand dollar decision. Right. If you keep John here for for five years, that's a four hundred thousand dollar investment. Right. Can you justify, you know, making a four hundred thousand dollar investment over a period of five years in order to keep Bob on the company? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Dean. I said, OK, great. Well, all all John is asking for is is hundred thousand dollars. So over five years, that's going to be you know a uh, uh, five hundred thousand dollars. That's only hundred thousand dollar difference over five years, and he's going to be happy. You're going to get exactly what you want, like uh, uh, as a result of investing in him for the company. So let's go ahead and move ahead with this. That you know that way you're you're both happy, you know, and 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 you're, you're clearly you're in a position to make that kind of an investment in the right person to be brought on and get this handled for your company. And that was it. He was like, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, for sure that, you know, that, 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 that does make sense. You know, let's go ahead and do it. And that was it. Right now, this sounds more simpler. This might sound more simple than what it easy, what it really was folks. This was, this was actually like a 45 minute negotiation that I've compressed into like, you know, <laughs> the last 10 minutes. So don't, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to make this appear like it's something simple. Right. Uh, like, but, but, but point here is you have to ask the tough questions. You have to be willing to ask the tough questions and you have to be willing to use logic uh, in order to get what you're looking for in your uh, in your negotiations and in, in terms of what you're looking for in, in the salary that, that you're pushing for, right? So uh, those are the six steps, folks. And the sixth step is, of course, close, right? You ask, you know, ask for what, what you're looking for. So, so uh, you know, those were the steps today that I wanted to share with all you folks in regards to salary negotiations, all right? So before I get into the questions, hey, if you found this information helpful or insightful, make sure you hit me up with a like and a, and a share. Uh, make sure you share with your network as well in case someone in your network benefits from the information as well. But yeah, if there's one takeaway I wanted to let you guys know, and look, I know some of you might be might be listening to this and feeling kind of intimidated, but the reality is, folks, you have to be strong in your negotiations, right? Uh, whatever your position is, I don't care if you're, you're an accountant, you're a scuba diver, you're a mountain climber, like whatever you are, folks, it doesn't matter. You have to be able to negotiate. Uh, and like I said, like that, that quote I heard, right? In life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you can negotiate. So you have to improve your negotiation skills. You have to be able to negotiate in order to get what you want, right? So look, I hope this information was helpful. And uh, just a heads up, uh, again, for those of you, if your biggest problem right now in your job searches, you're, you're applying for jobs, you're not getting any, any responses, uh, you're applying for positions, hiring teams are not responding, recruiters are not responding. Hey, make sure you check out my free masterclass if you want to find out why that's happening. Uh, so in my masterclass, it's about a one-hour video uh, you can get access to 
where I talk about why this is happening and what ex why exactly hiring teams are not responding, why this is happening. I share some some data from my LinkedIn poll I did from some time ago, as well as the numbers behind the ATS in terms of what's happening. And I also explain the three steps you need to be taking when you're applying for jobs online to increase your chances of getting responses from hiring teams. So you check that out. It's free. It's on my website, dkglobaltalent.com forward slash masterclass, dkglobaltalent.com forward slash masterclass. You can grab it on my website. It's free and you can get immediate access to it. Again, dkglobaltalent.com forward slash masterclass. Now, also heads up for those of you who have been interested in my course, Applying to Jobs Online 101, where I, I dive a little deeper into the whole online application process, how you need to be applying. My special introductory pricing uh, is going up as of Monday. So right now you can grab my program for $87.77 Canadian. And uh, that price expires on Monday, folks. Monday will mark the one month release of my program. So right now it's introductory special pricing. Prices will go up on Monday, so make sure you grab grab a copy of that. Now, in the program, it's a mix of pre-recorded video, uh, you know, reading material as well that I put together. Also, uh, access to a private Facebook group community where you can ask your questions from me throughout the week. So I'm there to support you and, and kind of virtually handhold you throughout the program uh, to make sure you're executing on everything that needs to be done. And also, another thing I'm throwing in right now is a weekly group Zoom call. So weekly call with me right here, except we're both going to be on video instead, right? And you get to ask me your questions, concerns about the course, uh, implementing what, what's being taught in the course and all that stuff. Uh, and we meet every week on Mondays. There's a morning and, and an evening uh, time slot as well. Uh, and I'll, I'm there to, to help you and support you in any way possible in getting through the course and in the program. So more information about that while it lasts, it's at dkglobaltalent.com forward slash get interviews dkglobaltalent.com forward slash get interviews dkglobaltalent.com forward slash get interviews hope to see you on the course folks and see you on the facebook group as well as on the zooms and let's get right into the questions right now let's see what questions we have and feel free to put any questions you have folks uh about uh you know what i spoke about today or anything job search related feel free to put in the comments i'm going to answer your questions right now all right so we got a question here from mohib so uh, mohib says uh so let me read the question so is there any way where a fresher can get a great salary without much experience? I have heard about it being true. So Mohib, uh, this depends on what you bring to the table, right? If you can justify what you're asking for, Mohib, like if you have this, this the you know, for example, maybe you've done some some academic projects uh, re in, in relation to the, you know, by using some specific skills or tools or software or, or technology or whatever it is, whatever it is in your case, Mohib. If you can justify it, yeah, absolutely. But you have to be able to justify Mohib, right? So maybe you have academic experience. Maybe you have done some internships. Maybe you've done some volunteer work where you volunteered your professional skills. That would definitely put you in, in a position to ask for more than someone who, who only did their academic projects, right? So if you got the academic projects, you, you've done internships, you've done co-ops, you've done you volunteered your professional skills as well, then you have more that you bring to the table, right? Because you have more a hands-on experience with whatever skills uh, you want to put to use. So uh, such a person might have more ability to ask for more versus someone who's simply a new graduate and who hasn't volunteered, who hasn't done internships, who hasn't done co-ops, who doesn't have their own portfolio, hasn't worked on their own projects that they're building on the side. Uh, so it depends, Mohib, right? So you can't just randomly ask, you can't just randomly say, you know, hey, I, I'm looking for, you know, whatever, whatever. You have to be able to back it up, Mohib, with with uh, with logical reasons as to why uh, you can ask for more than what you're what they're offering, right? But you have to be able to back it up with proof, proof of your ability, right? Because keep in mind, the business is investing money in you 
to achieve some kind of a business outcome and get some kind of an ROI, right? Or folks, organizations are not just randomly throwing money there just because they have budget, at least in mo most cases, right? Maybe there are some organizations out there that do that, but there, there is an end goal, right? For the, for, for the organization. So if you Mohib can show him, show them, show the organization that, yeah, I am asking for more, but you know, I bring more to the table as well. Uh, then that's going to be a much easier case for you to make uh, Mohib, right? So just make sure you're doing that. And great question there. Thanks for tuning in, Mohib. Uh, we got uh, Gaurav. Gaurav says, hi, Dean. Is it okay to ask about the salary range straight up, even when some company recruiter asks for interview? Uh, yeah, so I get, so Gaurav, what I think what you're asking here is, is it okay if, if a recruiter calls you, if they want to schedule you for an interview? Is it? I guess what Gaurav is asking is, is it, is it okay to ask for the salary up front? So yes, you can grow up, but before asking for the salary goal of my suggestion is you first, uh, uh, confirm, uh, mutual fit, mutual fit is as in you you know, you want to confirm first, whether the role is even a good fit both ways, right? So you want to ask some questions, understand the project more, ask the recruiter some questions about, uh, you know, what they're looking for in an ideal candidate, what skills are required, what the project is and blah, 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 all that stuff. And then beyond that point, you can be like, hey, Mr. And Mr. Recruiter, I mean, it sounds like a great fit both ways. I think I have the right skills and experience I bring to the table. I'm happy to schedule an interview with you. Uh, now to make sure we're not, I'm not wasting your time, what are, you, what are you looking to offer for the ideal candidate in this role, in this for this position, right? So that's how you want to position it, Gaurav, versus you just saying up front, hey, what are you looking to offer for this position, right? Uh, then it might come across as, uh, okay, you, you know, you might rub the recruiter the wrong way. Right. Or, or they might not be or, or they might just, you know, dig their heels in and just not let you know what the what the, the range is uh, at that point. Right. So first, uh, identify the mutual fit uh, that there is a mutual fit indeed. And, and then you want to you want to get into the salary conversation and ask them what the range is that they're offering up front. So hope that helps. Gaurav. Great question there. Uh, we got Karthik in the house. Karthik says, hi, Dean. Hey, Karthik. Good to have you here. Uh, Sneha says many times the hiring manager can be the HR team member. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Sneha can definitely be the be the case. And uh, Arjun says, "Hello, Dean. Glad to join this meeting. Hey, good to have you, here, Arjun. Good to good to have you here, and uh, good to see you here." So, looks like there's no more questions, folks. Looks like that's all the questions for today. So, look, I hope everyone got some great information out of this. And again, uh, if your big problem right now, folks, is you're applying for jobs, you're not getting responses from hiring teams. I got two questions from you. Number one, how long has that been happening for you, right? And number two, what has that been costing you as a job seeker? not getting into the career that you want, not getting, you know, or staying unemployed, whatever your situation is. What's it costing you folks? So my program, my course is going to help you deal with this situation through my three-step process on how you need to be applying for jobs online. If you want to get on the free masterclass for a sneak preview on what that, what that is, that's being covered again, dkglobaltalent.com forward slash masterclass uh, again, dkglobaltalent.com forward slash masterclass. If you want to skip that, you're like, Dean, I, I've been following you for a while. I, I trust your knowledge. I trust your, your experience and all that stuff. And I just want to get on the program before you increase prices on Monday. If you want to do that, hey, go directly and get on the program, folks. I'm increasing the prices on Monday. Right now, it's special introductory uh, pricing. So check it out, dkglobaltalent.com forward slash get interviews, dkglobaltalent.com forward slash get interviews. All right. So look, hope everyone enjoyed the session. And by the way, remember... Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. I'm right here uh, on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, broadcasting live, folks, helping you folks out with job search tips, advice, strategies to help you out in your job search, practical, pragmatic stuff you can utilize in your job search. Uh, but the difference is, the question is, are you going to use it, folks? Are you going to use the information? Or are you just going to you know, write it down, 
you know, write down your notes and pass it on to your kids and your grandkids and have them have, have them take action on it. Right. Take action on what you what you hear about, folks. That's the only way you can you can measure uh, whether or not what I'm saying is effective or not. Put it into action. And, and uh, hey, I'm going to be here every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. Anyway, I can help you. Anyway, I can support you. Feel free to send me a direct message. I'm here to help you. And hey, keep pushing through, folks. Stay positive. Keep pushing through. Figure out the right process. Stick to the process. Get through the process. Uh, follow up on the process, and you're going to get the results you want. All right. Hey, everyone, have a great, uh, great rest of the week.